The Alabama Crops Report podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Alabama Crops Report podcast. I'm Dr. Amanda Shear, an extension plant pathologist with Alabama Cooperative Extension. And I'm Dr. Adam Rabinowitz, an extension economist with Alabama Cooperative Extension. So how are you doing today, Adam? I don't know about you, but I'm super busy. I'm doing really well, really busy too. I know you're out in the fields right now. It's it's harvest season. Yeah, I have my producer cap on right now. Yesterday I was down in the southwest part of the state in Bruton collecting cotton lint samples uh, for our cotton leaf roll door fire sentinel plots and just trying to take advantage of this dry weather this week, digging a bunch of peanuts today at PBU and just moving all about working with my team and it's pretty exhausting so I know producers are even busier than I am with harvest. I feel like you hit sort of the key word there dry weather right we haven't had a lot of that lately and now we're seeing it but what does the crop look like? So that's a loaded question depends on where you are in the the state but some producers are having a real hard time with hard locking cotton because the bowls started to open up kind of at the wrong time when we got some of that rain the last few weeks Um, so I saw a lot of hard lock in my trial I don't know how much cotton we're actually going to be harvesting Uh, but in headland it looks a little bit better and in prattville some areas but there are some parts of the state that were hit pretty hard with that wet weather for peanuts they're just hoping they want moisture but not too much and they just want to be able to get in the field to actually dig them and turn them up so fingers crossed that the dry conditions kind of continue for them well we will definitely hold out hope for that um you know we we've the bright side, I'd say, for, for crops right now really is where prices are at this point. And, you know, that leads me to introduce our guest for today. We've got Dr. Wendy Mswadigo, who's an assistant professor and extension economist uh, with responsibilities in agricultural marketing. Wendy has been a regular on our show. Um, this is your fourth time here. Probably should give you an award for that. You've been, you know, the most, uh, you know, the, the most times of a guest. Uh, so welcome, Wendy. Thanks. So excited to be back. It's been a while. So Wendy, it's it's really great to have you here. And you know, in all the times that you've been visiting with us and and talking to our listeners, we haven't asked you what is just a fun fact about yourself. One of my recent hobbies from the pandemic is cooking. You know, I never really cooked before, but. Once I moved to Auburn, just started picking that up and trying a new recipe every week. Well, and, and I have to say, from having lunch with you in the break room many days, I have seen a variety of uh, entrees that you have prepared for yourself. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, you know, I'd go with my beef bourguignons, pretty good, um, with French onion soup if I'm feeling a little bit French, or shrimp etouffee with Kaneka sausage. It's my other go-to. Impressive. Well, I mean, it's all looked great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It's a good thing we're not at lunchtime, or I'd be starving by the end of this, probably. But it sounds amazing. I think that's a great goal to have, to try a different recipe every week and get a little bit, you can get more adventurous with it, too. So it's really fun. Yeah, you know, I've always loved to eat, so now I don't have anyone to cook for me. I kind of have to do that for myself. There we go. It is one of those necessities we have to do. Wendy, you're going to talk to us a bit about dollar cotton and crop market update. And I'm sort of taking back a little bit the fact that I've said dollar cotton, because if we were to go back to April 1st of 2020, the December futures for 2021 was around 54 cents. I mean, it sounds a little like an April Fool's joke in some respects that now we're talking about 
dollar cotton. Um, it's just it's it's rather amazing in some respects, but it's certainly great for producers. Um, and you know that really want, leads me into my first question of just what is happening right now with cotton prices. Yeah, so you know what's going on with cotton markets is we've really had an unprecedented run up in the past several months. So you know from the fifty cent mark you rent you mentioned before. But even since late September, we were pretty stable around 90 cents a pound. Since um, then, we've gotten up to $1.16 um, as of October 7th. So it's just increased about a quarter in about two and a half weeks. It really is it is amazing to see this continued price increase, um, you know, for cotton. And, and these are prices that, you know, I think right now are at, 10-year high. You know, can you explain why these prices are so high? Yeah, so the biggest thing is, you know, when we look at prices, we're oftentimes thinking of what's going on with the fundamentals of the market, what's going on with supply and demand. Now, with cotton, this run-up hasn't really been a supply and demand-driven one. You know, the fundamentals are really solid, so we should have high prices, but not necessarily as high as we're seeing. So we have to look at other uh, other explanations. And one of the big ones is just um, speculators who purchase futures contracts of our commodities, um, same way they buy stocks, bonds, other stuff like that in these investment markets um, to try to make money. Well, they've been buying up cotton futures, um, our near futures contracts, about 5,000 net increases per day in cotton um, contract sales. And so that's just really driven these prices up uh, the past several weeks, uh, up to the high prices we've seen. We've started to see them come down again as they sell those contracts, but that's really, it's really a speculative-driven um, price increase here. So, Wendy, how unusual is this situation? I mean, going back, you know, decades or so, when is like kind of like the last time we've really seen this, and why is it so unusual, I guess? So, it's very unusual. If we look back the last four decades, we've had three periods, including this one, where we've been above dollar cotton. Um, the first one really being in the mid-90s. Um, for about two months, we're at that dollar mark. Um, then if you look 2010 to 2011, it was about a year period, about a dollar mark, up to $2 really. So that was the huge spike. And then this one, um, where we've been above a dollar for about a week, two weeks now. Okay. Are, uh, you know, what are we expecting though? I mean, you said they've kind of pulled back a little bit in terms of prices. Are we expecting that you know, they'll, they'll remain at their current levels in terms of prices for cotton? And what does that mean in terms of the outlook? Yeah, so you know, I mentioned that this is largely speculatively driven. Um, I don't want to be too much of a downer on this one because we are really in a good cotton price um, situation. You know, we've been at ninety cents um, for cotton, which is way higher than we've been the last five years or so. And so the markets are looking really strong, especially in the U.S., where um, cutting down into our stocks quite a bit. We were. A year ago or so, we were in the 7 million bells range. We're down to 3 million bells. So we are really running low on cotton supplies. Globally, bigger picture, um, we're down about 5% in terms of our total stocks. So we are cutting down into our uh, cotton supplies. You know, I want to make one more parallel back to 2010, 2011. 
the reason why I don't necessarily think we're going to be in that sustained high price situation um, where we hit $2 mark or anything is because then we were at about 45 million bells globally in terms of our cotton supplies. We're about twice that now. So even though we are cutting down, we're just not to that point yet. So talking about the, the global cotton supply, what about China? How has their purchasing of, of cotton been this year? You know, the purchasing's been up. We've had strong exports. Um, one of the big things is post-COVID, or I guess we're towards the wherever we are in where we're at. Um, you know, last year was really shaped by supply chain disruptions in the cotton industry. You know, we had a lot of factory closures and global use of cotton was, it was somewhat stagnant, you know. We're starting to see that creep up a little bit, and so that's kind of why we're starting to decrease the amount of cotton we have on hand. One thing that I'm looking at from a, a policy perspective is just that, uh, you know, w- China had had a number of, uh, you know, certainly the trade issues and the retaliatory tariffs and, and trade disputes. And there was the phase one agreement uh, between the U.S. and China that, uh, you know, is, is now in its second year. And, you know, the big questions are going to be, what does that look like in the future in terms of continuing purchases um, and continuing tariffs? And that's something we've got to watch as the U.S. government has has started, I'm understanding, has started to, to negotiate a little bit in terms of what the future might look like. Um, but there's not necessarily signs that we will strictly have a, a phase two agreement or where that will continue. Um, so there are some interesting policy dynamics to, to that trade opportunity. Yeah, so that's really great information just about the cotton prices. And we could probably sit here and talk about cotton the entire episode, but I'm sure some of our producers are really interested in some of the other crops, agronomic crops that we have going on. I mentioned at the top of the episode peanuts, and um, I think soybeans are starting to wrap up as well. So, Wendy, how are the other row crops looking like um, in the U.S., especially as we approach and finish up the harvest for this year? Yeah, so the big question is really, how much are we going to harvest? And so just looking at um, the recent NAS production report, we're, for corn and soybeans, for our grain crops, we're really looking at, um, for at least those two, record yields or second highest yields um, on record. So about 176.5 bushels per acre for corn projected, which would be a tenth of a bushel off the record. and. Uh, 51.5 bushels per acre nationwide for soybeans. So looking really strong there, um, projected to add to our really depleted stocks. I know I was here earlier in the spring during planting and we talked about how corn and soybean prices at the time were sky high. And so, uh, and that was mainly because we were just running out of corn and soybeans in the U.S. And so we are probably going to increase the amount we have on hand for those. And you know, I'll give a shout out to wheat. Um, wheat is sort of the other crop, similar to cotton, where we've seen price increases recently, just because of the massive drought we've had, um, mostly in the Great Plains, um, but then Eastern Washington, my home area, just a you know 40-year drought there. So um, some of the higher producing regions, um, looking at yields down about 11% from last year. So you just mentioned some some record yields in some crops, but also depleted stocks. And, you know, what does that ultimately mean in terms of this production on what that will, how that will influence the market? 
Yeah, and so for prices with corn, we've been at relatively low numbers um, in terms of our stocks. Um, probably going to increase to it a little bit, but not too much change in prices. Prices might not be as high as they were last year, but prices still projected around five and a half dollars a bushel, so much stronger than we've seen the previous five years before this one. For soybeans, prices coming down a little bit. Prices projected still at about twelve dollars thirty-five cents a bushel, so still higher than we were before last year, but not quite as high as the prices we saw earlier this year. Now on the flip side, wheat we've seen prices projected to be about a dollar seventy cents higher than they were last year, just because of really the depleting wheat supplies we've seen and continued strong demand there. And we can also think about what's happening in terms of the peanut markets, um, you know, where where prices have been really strong this year and, and are kind of holding out to see what the the harvest may take um, in terms of you know potentially a good crop that's also needed in terms of the supply. Um, but you know, the big question there, and, and as I think for all of the crops that we're talking about, really comes down to to weather still in this area. Um, you know, we're we're here in in October right now, and and you know, this, there's still an opportunity for some extreme weather events that can, can really change the landscape in this. Yeah, and that's just been a common thing throughout the season that we've hit, hinted at and talked about quite frequently on the podcast where we had wet weather conditions really just starting the year. We got some late planning. So there's some producers that are up in the northern part of the state that are kind of a couple weeks behind what they normally would be in terms of harvesting cotton. But I think with this dry weather that's coming in, um, I think a lot of producers are going to catch up. And so I think overall we're going to be okay harvest-wise for cotton and peanuts. Um, it's too bad that Scott isn't here to talk about um, soybeans, but I think in corn we're doing really well, and soybeans I think will fare pretty good too. So with that, Wendy, am I, is, are there any additional thoughts that you have of how producers might respond to, to these market prices right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, corn soybean prices have been really high. Um, good chance to book loads or at least try to mitigate some of that price risk for next year. Um, the futures markets for those crops are still looking really strong, so opportunities there. Cotton, really volatile right now. I can't really speak too much to that just because of, um, you know, for at least this December's contract, prices coming down and loads are probably already booked for that for the most part, so not necessarily too much advice there. But just Having a strong marketing plan is always a good idea for really ensuring getting the best um, revenues you can for your operation. So that really ends our time with uh, Dr. Wendy M. Sawadago, Assistant Professor and Extension Economist You know, with responsibilities in agricultural marketing. We really appreciate your time on the podcast today, Wendy M. And as always, if we can be of any help to anyone, don't hesitate to reach out. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.